believing Jews, but there are believing Jews. Furthermore, God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew, or do you not know that what the scripture says in the passage about Elijah, how he pleads with God against Israel about the 7,000. He says, I'm, only, I'm the only one left, and God says, I've kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So Paul has the disturbing habit of always bringing people back to the Bible, right? And uh, Elijah, when he thought he was the only faithful servant left, God tells him there's 7,000. I don't think that's a literal 7,000, right? That's a symbolic number. God's always got his remnant. He's always got his 7,000, however many that actually turns out to be. He does in this time period, too. God has the, the, the Jews that were faithful to, to the Lord, just like he's always had. There's this remnant that are God's people, like there's always been. So, the Jews were not completely rejected. It's not like the Jews were just cut out. It's that many of them didn't believe in Jesus, but there are those who did, and they received the promised blessing. He says, in the same way then, there has also come to be at the present time a remnant according to God's gracious choice, but if it's by grace, it's no longer on the basis of works, otherwise grace is no longer grace. So, there's this remnant, and it's not by works, it's by grace. He keeps hammering that point. You can't earn your salvation. It doesn't mean it's unconditional. But it does mean it's not merited. You don't get it because you earn it. You get it by faith. But 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 it's it doesn't mean you don't receive it by faith. Extreme Calvinists argue that salvation is not based on anything outside of God's own free will, not even faith. They say if it's dependent on human decision to believe, it violates the grace of God. It really shows you the extremes they go to. To only have one player is only God. Human's choice must not have anything to do with it. So they just go in the face of everything the Bible says. 
You know, what he's saying is it's not earned. He's not saying you don't have to believe. He's not saying you don't have to have an obedient faith. He's saying you can't earn it. It's a gift that you receive by faith. And then he quotes that God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes to see not, and ears to hear not, down to this very day. David said that their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a retribution to them, that their eyes be darkened to see not, and bend their backs forever. The remnant receives it. In verse, verse 7, the remnant obtained it, the chosen obtained it, the rest were hardened. And the rest were hardened because they refused to believe the word of God. God's hardening the rest was a punishment for their sins, was a judgment on them. They didn't. Re- they did not fail to receive Jesus because God hardened them. God hardened them because they failed to receive Jesus. Um, you know, a drunkard's not responsible uh, for what he does. Um, I don't know what I meant there. <laughs> okay, I do that. A drunkard is not responsible for what he does when he's drunk. He's not. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's responsible for getting himself into that state. You know, yes, once they're hardened by God, they're, they become even worse. But they're responsible for rejecting the grace that led God to harden them. Um, so, God has chosen the Jews who have faith. There are the 7,000. There is the remnant. Paul is one of them. God has not, in any definitive, complete, total way, rejected the Jews. He's hardened the unbelieving ones. He's received the ones that faith. So, three points so far. God has always chosen which descendants of Abraham would be his people. Righteousness is accessible to all. And the rejection of Israel is not a total rejection. It's not a complete rejection. Thoughts and comments on that? Questions about that? Okay. What? Seems like the Jews rejected Yahweh. Not the other way around. Mm-hmm. That's true, but God punished them for rejecting Him after they did. But you're right. God offered grace to them. He wanted to save them. He loved them. The grace and 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 salvation was accessible to them. They just refused it. Other thought. The other point is. The rejection of Israel is not final. Like, it's not definitive. When, when a Jew turns away from God because he won't believe in Jesus, could he turn back to God by faith in Jesus and be received? And the answer is yes. So 11 to 16. So I asked, did they stumble in order that they might fall? By no means. Rather, through their trespass, salvation has come to the Gentiles, so as to make Israel known. Now, if their trespass means riches to the world, and if their failure means riches to the Gentiles, how much more were the full inclusion be? Now, I am speaking to the Gentiles. Inasmuch, then, as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry, in order somehow to make my fellow Jews jealous, and thus save some of them. For if their rejection means the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance mean of life from the dead? If the dough offered as first fruits is holy, so is the whole lump. And if the roots is holy, so are the branches. So that they stumble so as to fall. 
Was this like God just didn't want to bless them? Was this irrevocable? It's not just like they fell and that's that. They didn't stumble so they just fall and that be over with. But by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Now, I think the point of that is, in the book of Acts, when Paul goes into towns like Antioch and Corinth and Rome, and he preaches to the Jews and the Jews shut the door, then who does he turn to? The Gentiles. So in one sense, when they transgressed, it opened the door of salvation to the Gentiles. Now, what was the hope that would happen when the Gentiles ended up receiving the salvation? The Jews would be jealous. When they see the Gentiles accepting their Messiah, hopefully it will stir them up and cause them to seek him too. God wants to bless them if they return. So you see that idea? His hope is that they will, they will want the salvation they're missing out on. This is the Jews' own salvation that the Gentiles are getting, and they've cut themselves off. God wants them to come back. If their transgression is riches for the world, and their failure is riches for the Gentiles, how much more will the fulfillment be? If, if, if when they fell away, the Gentiles were blessed, were blessed, how much more wonderful would it be if the Jews themselves could share in those blessings? That's what God wants, and that's fully possible. If the Jews turn back and are willing to believe in Jesus, they will be welcomed with open arms. As I'm speaking to you uh, as who are, in, who are Gentiles, magnifying, uh, as an apostle of Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. Paul's whole main ministry that God gave him to be an apostle to the Gentiles. Well, the hope is that the salvation of the Gentiles will actually have a ricochet effect and the Jews through them will be saved also because they don't want the Gentiles capitalizing on their their Messiah and them missing out. He says, if somehow I might move to jealousy my fellow countrymen and save some of them. All that's hoping by preaching to the Gentiles indirectly will help the Jews to be saved. That would be cool. That would be, that would be, you want them to receive what they're missing. He says, if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? This will almost be a resurrection. This would be a wonderful thing. He says, if the first piece of dough is holy, the lump is also. If the root is holy, the branches are too. Think about this. In the New Testament, who was the first Gentile convert? Cornelius. What did the conversion of Cornelius demonstrate? Yeah. Gentiles are received by God in the gospel, just like you. So it, it was kind of a, 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 an exhibit A, a test case. If, if, the, if the, you know, Gentile, if Cornelius can be saved, then a Gentile can be saved. Well, it's the same deal here. If Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob can be holy, so can the love. If the root is holy, the branches are too. You know, that that God's reception of the patriarchs shows that God's willing to receive any descendant of Abraham who believes in Jesus. They can return. The point is, when God cut off the Jews who didn't have faith in Jesus, this was not like a definitive final rejection. It wasn't like God saying, okay, that's the end of life with Jews. No. 
They are receivable. They are acceptable if they'll turn back by faith in Jesus. That's what he's doing. That's what he's saying. He's inviting them to turn back to him by faith. Thoughts and comments? You think you want to say all that? All right, I think we'll close up here. We may wait five minutes before we eat, but I think uh, you're done well.